Coming up in this episode of the KitCast, a coffee cup that you can eat, a book that uncovers toys long lost, and a device that reminds you the last time something moved. So sit back and relax. It's time for the KitCast. Hey everybody, it is time for another episode of the KitCast, the podcast where we go out and find crowdfunding projects and let you know if you should back, sack, backtrack or sack them. I'm KT Data, one half the show. Joining me is the man who is probably going to win Husband of the Year, um, <laughs> or at least I'm going to shoe in for that. Going to someday, um, I'm going to. He's the one and only Drew Tyler. Note, full disclaimer, he is not my husband, but Peach <laughs> is one lucky lady. <laughs> I am Peach's husband. But I, uh, yes, apparently I'm getting up there on the Man of the Year scale because this year I remembered gifts and and treats for Valentine's Day. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. That's all it takes. That's yep. all it takes. Yep. So I, I, I swear what happens is they're going to have the Man of the Year award. They're going to take that envelope. And even if they don't say your name, you should still go up there because they probably gave them the wrong envelope. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm taking you up on that. <laughs> so if you guys have not seen the show for um, before, first of all, welcome to the show. Um, before we go into our projects, we have some sweet, sweet news. And the first one is, again, it's an update to something that is near and dear to Drew's and my myself's heart is Kickstarter Live. They launched maybe, what is it, three months ago now? Yeah, it's been about two and a half, three months, yeah. yeah. Um, and they've actually, what, what I love about it is because sometimes you get those people who are like, okay, here's this new toy, and then they forget about the new toy. Kickstarter has actually added some new tools um, to Kickstarter Live, and I don't know if this was available before or not, but now you can actually, um, the app is front-end, the video version when you're in your actually iPhone app is up and center. So you can watch it on your phone, which is great. Um, that is cool. Cause was it you drew who told me that like a majority of traffic now is going through, um, mobile devices. So it makes total sense that they should have the live video. Right. On mobile right. Anything devices. you're doing live. Cause that, cause the whole point of live when it, when it uh, was in the broadcast world, it was like we would plan our whole lives around it and be home at a certain time. So if you're going to be doing live in the internet world, anything live should be accessible mobile because it's going to be with you. So whatever you're doing, you can yeah, tune I, in. And so I, it makes I, sense. Yeah, I, I love how they list that. It's you know, When you actually go to the live in, in section in the app, it tells you which ones are live right now, um, upcoming ones, or the ones that have been completed in, in the past 48 hours, which you can rewatch, uh, which I always love. And yep. you can always tune in. Um, and then on the homepage, they've done the same thing where it's – because before live, it was just a section. You go in, and if you were lucky, you saw it, right? Or if you saw a project and they just barely did one, you're like, oh, I can watch it. Yep. Now they have a full section, a directory that you can go through and do the same thing, which I really like, um, which I you know, I, I, I appreciate when you inc- include more UI and watch live. And you know, maybe one day they'll just have a section where we can stream this podcast all the time. That, that seems like the good thing to it's, do. It's wishful thinking, but okay. Um, so back to Indiegogo. This is, I think this is one unique thing that we've seen in Indiegogo over the past six months is that they've been focusing on more and more on getting partnerships with Indiegogo to help creators make the projects. I mean, Arrow right. is one of their biggest ones. They worked with Hasbro to make a party game. This That's year. right. Yeah. Yep. So this company, I don't know if you've heard of this um, company, but they are the fifth largest global household and personal care company um they're called rb um they may they they own like the lysol brands durex Woolite, ah, norofen okay. um i know the first three i think so um they what they're doing is they're partnering up with indiegogo with the, the healthier tomorrow challenge so what they're looking for are health and home 
and hygiene products to potentially take worldwide to, to worldwide retail next year. That would make sense. Um, which 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 is kind of insane. Not only that, with support from the company's marketing, R and D, and product development teams, you get some powerhouse there, right? <laughs> right. Hello. I mean, who wouldn't want the the guys who brand Lysol and stuff to help make all the stuff, right? Um, so, to, but so, I mean, it's about who you know, and this is if you got a good idea, getting it in front of the right people. Yeah. This so, is a, so right? what, what what's great about it is, um, I think the deadline is the day we're recording, oddly enough, um, that you can apply. So if you're watching live, you can probably still submit. You got time. But what I like about it is, if you go down to this article, there they give you ten principles for success. Um, and this is stuff that we mention a lot. Um, one of them is strategic fit is crucial. So do your homework. Um, how, right. many, how many times have you and I seen a project where we're like, does anybody need that? <laughs> right. And, and this one having a specific niche of like, this is what we're looking for, for, you know, for this purpose, then yeah, they'll, they'll be vetting pretty hard to yeah. just be like, um, this, this other one is a big one too. be clear on what you want from a partner. So if you're going to find a partner, you want to lay out the details, make sure everybody's clear because no one knows your business like you. So you should be very clear on what it is and what big business can offer you and what you actually want. Think about your vision and value proposition. So don't just say, hey, I have this cool thing. Be like, okay, I have this cool thing. This, you know, I want my business to do this, this, and this. This is how we're going to potentially make a you know, revenue stream is by doing this, this, and this. And then lay it all out because if you don't <laughs> – you you may be like, well, I wanted it the other way, and then you're like, well, why didn't you say so? Uh, right. It's, let's talk through this. Let's figure it out. Um, the next one is be clear on what you have to offer. Um, I'm a big fan of transparency, so if you know, just just be clear about that. And put the, number four is put the consumer first, which is always important because um, that's the strong point about crowdfunding, right? Is getting feedback from all the people who right. are backing and all um, and the like, uh, and then be honest about the commercial opportunity. This is I, Drew. You and I are in the world of startups, and I think this is probably one of the hardest things, right? Anybody you right. talk to is like, "We're going to be the next big X. <sighs> We're going to be making millions in the it's next hard. two days." Um, it's hard because you you want to have that optimism, you want to have that kind of hope because you shouldn't be doing it if you don't have that expectation or hope. But at the same time, you've got to have the the brains to know when you are you know where where the balance is yeah. so that you can be so excited and stoked about it and really put your passion into it. But at the same time, you don't want to put that much energy, uh, be that crazy about something or fanatical about something if it's really not even possible right yeah. feasible and so some people will surround themselves with yes men right the whole team will be like yeah 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 and then when it flops everybody kind of looks around and goes whoa uh, what do we okay yeah. the next next one so yeah. that's a hard one that's yeah, a hard I, one i i always like to be kind of the the um devil's advocate when people are like so I, and I'll, I'll ask questions and i think some of some people around me think why are you so like negative but i'm like no i'm just trying to make sure this is solid where we're going um Number six is a big one. Think globally. We're in the world of the internet age, and it still blows my yeah. mind that there are yep. more than two people outside, more than two people total, and not to mention more than two people outside of Utah that listen to this show. <laughs> <laughs> so, but still, but somehow that that, that happens. Um, uh, so, like, don't just think about your little area. Think about how it could reach other people because the internet. There's no borders so far. Um, <laughs> 
right and so and so smaller uh, niche type ideas they they can reach far enough to find you know a critical mass yeah and this is the one that i always remind people think of your logistics like shipping and stuff this is where it can bite you um many a time i've run contests for the site and totally forgot that people do listen outside the u.s and end up paying (laughs) like 16 dollars to ship four dice to Across the sea. So, <laughs> right, right. The other one is understand the competitive landscape. It's not just sunshine and flowers. There are other people thinking about stuff, even if you think your space is just you, right? Um, so, you want to know how that goes. You want to know you, if there isn't anybody who could potentially come into your marketplace and start taking a bite of your profits, too. Um, yep. Eight, know the numbers. Um, that's pretty straightforward. Again, yep. logistics, shipping is expensive, my friends. Um, number nine, sell your company, not just your product. This is a big one too, because you see a lot of these projects that are so focused on one thing, and then when that one thing is done, you're like, uh, "Whatever happened to those guys?" <laughs> right. Uh, well, I see, I'm trying to think of one. I backed something a while ago, uh, over a year and a half, maybe two years ago. The Thing Charger, and uh, they're out launching a whole nother round. And I don't think I've ever seen my actual yeah, thing. I don't think charger. I got mine either. I may need to email them. <laughs> And they're off into a whole new a whole new project now, yeah. and it's yeah, it's it's kind of like I know they were shipping. Think about it. I just it. never think got mine. <laughs> and then last but not least, finally keep the pitch short and impactful, which is always great because you imagine when you're talking to partners and people who are looking at crowdfunding projects, we live in a world where it's overwhelming now. So you want to go straight to the point. Don't lollygag, um, right. and make an impact make sure you do something that they'll remember you. Don't just like do the same thing. I mean, now like have, have you noticed this where you get kicked? I think there's it's one marketing company that buys Facebook ads for kick, for crowdfunding projects. But like mm-hmm. all their headlines in my Facebook feed when I see it and I know it's them too. It's like you won't believe this incredible product. It's the world's blah 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 thing. You know, it's the next changing thing. The next thing, yeah, click click this. It's like, or they raised X amount of money. Click on it. I just skip over them now. Yep. Yep. All right. So those are the um, our quick news items. And uh, now we're off to our kick shouts, which this is interesting because this got emailed to us. Um, Drew, I know you're not a coffee drinker, but you were oh. in Southeast Asia, right? For a that's true. Years. There is a connection there. I, I have spent some time in Southeast Asia. So that's, uh, that's but, so, so you you've probably been exposed to the world of Vietnamese coffee, right? No, uh, well, no. I didn't say that I've been well, exposed. Because Asian coffee is a little bit different than what you get at your local Starbucks here, right? Uh, right. The closest coffee that I got in my Southeast Asia was, we called it Tinatong the Big Ass. Big Ass, not Big Ass. Big Ass. <laughs> and it was the- burnt <laughs> rice. It was burnt rice coffee. So you would burn the rice on a pot for like, you know, so long that it would actually like turn the water brown and you'd drink that. So it was burnt rice coffee. That's as, that's as much as I got. All right, so so Vietnamese coffee, it is like the world's second most favorite um, type of coffee that you can get out hmm. of there. But in the U.S., not a lot of people know about this. And I didn't think about this until they sent me this project because growing up Asian, this was like a normal thing. But right. have, you, have, you, have you seen those um, – like I don't, I don't know if you saw them in the Philippines or not, but they'd have a little coffee thing on top where they put the coffee in. And then you put the hot water and it slowly kind of drips through, right, to the to the bottom of it. And there's, you know, sometimes it's iced if you want it chilled, but the cream and stuff is all the way at the bottom. Hmm. Um, so Vietnamese coffee is actually a pretty big way. And what they're actually doing is selling the beans, too, that you can get. Because um, oh. 
we, like I've always been used to it, but it's like super concentrated. And what they're doing is they're actually selling you um, coffee beans that are actually from Vietnamese um, using different blends. And this, um, this guy's name is Diet Mar. Um, and he, he came from Vietnam because he wanted it's the U.S., right? Opportunities, right? So he started his own coffee company. And what he's doing now with this Kickstarter project is to actually – one, sell the beans, and two, introduce people how, on how this coffee is made because um, it's called, uh, what is it, uh, Café Soda um, in Vietnam. And, like, this stuff is so good. Like, right here, you see the little top thing? and then Yeah, it looks like a little mini robot on top of your drink. It's yeah. like a coffee shot. Yeah. So there's the coffee that you can see, and then below it is there's cream to it, too. Um, mm. And then they also add some uh, condensed milk to it, and it is really good. <laughs> How interesting. It is, it is really good. Um, it's a little bit stronger than what you'll get here, um, but it actually lasts uh, a lot a lot longer than what you'll get in um, a little bit longer because it's totally uh, super concentrated. So um, he's starting a book. So like for as three euros, which is about six dollars, if I'm doing the conversion right, is you'll receive an ebook from them, which is the Art of Coffee. And if you want to get the beans it starts at about 16 dollars um if i'm nine dollars wow i really suck at stupid europe Europe and their space points uh (laughs) um but yeah so you can donate it so that's a quick shout um it's kind of a long name introducing the fascinating world of vietnamese coffee check them out um and help him reach his goal not bad not bad bad. i almost wish i drink coffee yeah so the funny thing is that Talking about coffee, um, our first project of the night is related to coffee. Um, but drink, all right, you, you you drink the hot chocolate, maybe sometimes love, a tea. I love a hot chocolate. Okay, so uh, you know you go to Starbucks or what your local place, you get your hot chocolate, right? Um, you, it's it's pretty good. You down it. What do you do with the cup? Like especially if you're like traveling with the girl, you know, going out with the girls and stuff, you just have this cup empty this empty cup right at the end yeah i throw it and i throw it in the other uh passenger seat and it just goes until like, like 10 of them yeah and they start so. piling up you're like man i drink a lot yeah. of i drink a lot of hot chocolate yeah uh, it's true it's true <laughs> so um our first project is called cup fee and it is designed to solve this problem of just having tons of coffee yeah. cups um and it is a edible wafer cup for coffee Edible so, cup. so you can eat this cup. It's made out of uh what is it? Oats, I believe. What? <laughs> so what you do is you pour your drink into it. They've designed it so that this cup, if you have a hot liquid in it, it will still be crispy after an hour. Um, oh wow! And it, so it, you know it's not going to fall apart. Like because you think of your ice cream cones and stuff, and you're like, oh right. no, that's oh. just. But this is right. a, like if you look at the picture, it's a fairly thick cup. Um, meant to be eaten when you're done. Yeah, meant to be eaten, or if you're not going to eat it, when you throw it away, it is going to biodegrade much faster than the plastic cup or mm-hmm. the, you know the styrofoam cup that you may be getting from other places. Um, yeah, so on the label, Hopefully. yeah, the recommended time is forty minutes um, in terms of lot in terms of how long it lasts. Um, but yeah, can, plenty of people drink their coffee in forty minutes, so yeah, it's not. So. And then, you know, it, it, it kind of makes sense for you to eat it much along because, I mean, how many times have somebody, you know, somebody has like a cookie or a biscuit or something along those lines when they're, you, you're, you're drinking your coffee, right? Um, right, so right. I, I, I love this idea that 
it's just made out of i forgot what it was made out of it's oats or something so the only drawback i have with this is i have no idea how much how how that wafer tastes <laughs> right right it's made out of natural grain products uh fantastically delicious and crispy uh yeah i i i think that would be the iffy part like you're basically you're not just buying cups here or or even throwaway cups you're purchasing like i don't know like they're almost two bucks a piece like yeah. you're putting some money into your cup yeah better taste you, you know what i would do is if i could i'd have them make an oreo version of it there you oh, go oh yeah finish the coffee and then have the oreo <laughs> or or um what are those those biscoff uh, yeah those, biscoff like those. those those would be good too i have a or i used to have a uh yeah i probably it's, used it's, to have it it's probably used to is a of biscoff spread somewhere around. oh yeah <laughs> that reminds me isn't biscoff that's kind of the stuff you get on the on airplanes yeah um, yeah our, our our friend glenn probably pa- is passing them yes. out right now if he's working <laughs> he's he's playing he's playing Horizon Zero Dawn. That's what oh, he's doing he, right now because he's smart and plans release week yeah, to have. Oh, off. He, he does. He absolutely <laughs> know he does. But uh, yes, those are I call those the grown up graham crackers. The Biscoff, like that's grown up graham crackers. It's good and healthy. Yeah. So right now you can get fifteen cool. for twenty five dollars plus shipping, um, which includes fifteen of the cups and then fifteen of the elegant labels. I guess that labels are what you make the handle out of, but I don't know. Oh. Is this something you use for your hot chocolate? Maybe I don't know, man. This was a track for me. Like I feel like it's a cool idea and it's neat and it's fun. They even and have it stirs. Be, <laughs> I feel like it would be a better, um, you know, like a gimmick at a shop. You know, like here, welcome to the coffee shop, and oh yes, if you want, you can order the, you know, the edible cup too. I just don't see anybody as a real coffee drinker being like, yeah, I'm gonna add two bucks to every you know to every coffee that i drink because you know every cup every cup daily cup multiple cups i'm gonna put a, an edible cup for two you know well, th- if, I think it, if it lasts about 40 minutes you could use it for more than one cup you of could coffee have cup. yeah but i think i just think at this price point it, it's it's not cost effective uh, i drink a lot but not coffee. I drink soda. But even if I had like I, I, somebody offer me a soda, I'm glad you clarified that. It does you. not stop with I drink a lot. I drink a lot, guys. <laughs> so if I had something that would go with my drink, I don't know. I think it would have to be like 25 cents and be like, yeah. Then I'd spring 25 cents each drink because I knew I was going to either eat the cup or make it biodegrade. I'm sorry. Uh, two bucks is steep for me, so it's a track. I'll watch and see what they do. Yeah, th- this this one's a track for me too, just because like I'm I'm thinking when I drink coffee. I kind of have you know, you know you kind of have your like lucky mug and stuff that you go with. Yeah. So I you know I use a lucky a lucky mug when I'm drinking my coffee and stuff. Um, see, I, that's why I think I could totally see it being like part of a gimmick of like a shop you go to and, yeah. and order it with that fancy wrapper and then yeah, then it's, uh, uh, yeah. Un- unless they get the Oreo crust and that, they're, that, they're that, in. That, that that may convince me to do it. All right, um, so on to our next project of the night. Which I just want to see this segue. so we go from so we go from coffee um i like i drink a lot of coffee and when i drink a lot you know it's it's a busy day the other thing that i tend to do is i have a lot of toys that just sit here and i probably forget about them and stuff so this book might be for me right not bad not bad at all (laughs) this book might be for you funny you should mention that so the second project that we want to cover tonight in our show is a book called Toys That Time Forgot. 
it's a book about unproduced toys. So kind of a high-end art book that highlights a series of, of lost, as they call them, lost toy projects, action figures and things that have kind of spanned uh, the last couple of decades that never made it to production. And so what really intrigued me about this idea was that uh, I recognized so many of the franchises that didn't have toys. Check out some of these. The first one there is a Dark Crystal. Like, oh, remember the Dark cool. Crystal? Yeah, that would be so cool. <laughs> they don't exist, but they got it. They got far enough to be it, prototypes. So somebody has them, and this guy's gonna and spend a couple of years hunting things down, taking pictures, documenting them. So uh, I don't know the Bucky O'Hare, but oh, Osmosis Jones character. Lo- oh, right? I would have loved Osmosis Jones. That would have oh, that would have been so cool. <laughs> so they have his own character there, and then Earthworm Jim uh, oh, and several oh. others. That just never never made it. Never happened. You can see that right there in the yeah. back corner. There's a picture of the. Uh, Dark crystal. Yeah, and then you see this. Guy. Um, oh, what's his name? Gra- uh, Sup- Gra- Super Grover. Yeah, Super Grover. That, I, I'm surprised yeah. that's not a toy. Because right? oh man, that would have been so cool. I don't even know what these alligator things are, but I want one. <laughs> but I want one. Right? <laughs> so I think I think to me that's really is interesting about this book is that it's basically a coffee table book that this guy's gone out and found all kinds of really cool you know lost toys and create you know kind of created a like a memory memoriam right you never got to see these but i went and found the only one that made it into production or i went and found pictures of the prototypes from you know from companies so everything is done on the book when almost done the final hurdle he says is printing so getting it printed Ooh, and sent out it's an expensive book but i don't buy a lot of it is it is a price book. I, I i see it as i definitely see it as a collector's book because the pledges like start at 50 bucks for a single hardback copy, fifty bucks. So if you were going to get this, it would be because you, you know, you wanted to be a sole owner of this. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't know. I. I it's a. It's a pricey one, but uh, they've got a week to go. They're within what five thousand dollars of their goal. So they've already got twenty five thousand out of the thirty thousand. So they're doing well and they're pushing, and uh, the project's being like ran very well with a number of comments and updates that kind of keep it alive so i uh, i'm excited for them i'm hopeful that they can push yeah. last little percent and get up and over the edge so what i what i love is just um how unique it is yeah like we do talk about yeah. it we think it's cool but somebody out there has said you know what i have the means i am a journalist i can go find this stuff and make a book and so they're highlighting i think they say like 20 uh you know 10 pages a piece on these 20 the toys so it's it looks like it's more in depth rather than like flip the page to see yeah. how many things it's like here's the story of this one thing that never became and here's like the the layout for the expose so oh. I'm, I'm it's fantastic yeah i want this so bad and um so if you i i think a lot of people know um i am a huge huge transformers fan not the Michael Bay crap, like the old like the stuff, early stuff, right? The yeah. Early eighties stuff that essentially each episode was a twenty minute commercial. I'll I will admit to that, but dang that twenty minute commercial worked well on me because I'm I always look back and it, it worked on a lot of people because if you think about it, some of those old Transformer toys now, even the reissues are like two hundred dollars a piece. Oh wow. Um, yep. But I love like looking at them and just seeing them, you know. Like I know people like the slick and streamlined toys, but you look at the like the blocky Optimus Prime and kind of the doodads <laughs> and stuff that have to come with it. You know the real little roller piece that you miss and stuff. So like, oh, yep. I really like this book. 
I'm actually bummed out that I missed out on the $80 tier where you could get a exclusive lithograph of uh, Super Grover done by Alex Ross. Oh. Yep. Mm. Oh. Yep. Oh, that, yep. Was, oh, that, that was already a, sold out. Yeah. Um even though I'm kind of I I am the uh, $400 Earthworm GM one, but that's $400. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's that one for Throne Gym, and then there is what is there? There's a Dark oh, Crystal there's four fan after that... Tribes and Dark Crystal, huh? Oh man, like yeah, I I like this book. I, I'm 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 tempted to back it just because you know I mean there's just something about the lore of old toys and just yeah. the design aesthetic to it that you just you're like wow. Yep, <laughs> so, this is back back for me as well because they're almost there. It's really close. Toys that time forgot. Yep. All right. So speaking of things that time forget, how often have you put something like Drew, the milk, you leave it or or just a sandwich that you had left over, you leave it in the fridge and then four weeks later, your wife pulls it out and you're like, uh, oops, oops. Can I yep. still eat that? <laughs> yep. I do that all the time. In fact, I'll text her a picture and I'll be like, hey, is this safe? I don't remember how old it is. <laughs> That's that's a smart thing. I don't have anybody I can do that with. I just have to roll the dice. <laughs> yeah, so that's why you uh, so, need a girl. They tell you they tell you how to live. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how I'm still alive to be honest with you. Um, so for <laughs> our last project of the night, it's called the Thingzo. <coughs> One that is an awesome name, Thingzo. The Thingzo is a yep yep <laughs> yeah. But it is a device that you can actually attach to things. So it has like a 3M sticky tape thing on it um and it has a timer on it too so once you like attach it and you turn it on it has an e-ink display um and what it does is just just starts a timer and once it detects movement there's an accelerometer and it, it triggers the timer to reset and then that way you can have a good estimate on the last time things were moved um this is great. Like I like the example they put on the uh, water filters because I mean, who remembers the last time they changed their heater filter or who changed you, you changed right. the water filter, right? No this clue. Is, no this, clue. Is, this is great. You put it on the on the actual thing where you have to move to replace the filters and stuff. Bam, done. Good to go. Um, and it will give you a good idea when you did it. So I, I love how simple it is. Um, since it's e paper, it lasts like. I think they said Forever. 999 days, right? So you're talking well, a couple that, of years. So that's how high the, the timer goes, but I think it goes for three years. Oh, for the ink. Yeah. Yep. Three years. Yep. Um, it's just so simple and no Bluetooth, no none of that. It's just, you just put it there. Um, and I love the parent idea too. You stick it on a kid's toy and stuff and you're like, you're not allowed to play with that until you do your homework, right? And then you can see. And then you walk away and, you know, as any other oh, kid's yeah. gonna be like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. And then when when they hear you walking back, they rush, put it back on the shelf, and I'm doing my homework. <laughs> and go, I don't think so. This timer just said it, just barely reset. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. This is like basically how you keep track of like what's in the mini bar, right? You just put one of these in there, and it's like it moved. Sorry, I'm charging you. Like when you have guests at your house, it's <laughs> the faux mini bar. <laughs> So if you guys are staying at Drew's house, this is what's going to happen. This is, he's going to offer you a faux mini bar. Yep. Um, but I'll keep track of my <laughs> my things though. I think this is a fantastic idea. I really like. I really like the idea. Yeah, it, it's so simple. You don't have to pair it with anything. You don't have to worry about it. The battery life's awesome. Um, 
you know, it kind of looks like an etch a sketch, and people won't think twice about it. And I I love the security feature too. If you slap it on a drawer, if you know somebody's going into your candy stash, uh huh. Mm-hmm. It'll tell me when the last time it moved, and then I can be like, "Hold on a minute." I was I was teaching class. That's right. I <laughs> I could have been in here. Who's eating my candy? <laughs> so, yeah, is, is this a uh, back for you? Because it's yeah, uh, th- I'm looking at it. It's about there's going to be about fifteen dollars when they they have a retail go out to retail. So I mean, it's not overly expensive either. No, right now they still have quite a bit of. Um, Early bird opening still twelve bucks or so for one of these. Uh, I really feel like it would work well if you had two or three. So you might bump up to the twenty two dollars for two things. Those um, I think it's. I think they've got a long ways to go. They still got a month, but they got a long ways to go. And they're in their goal. They're only what two thousand out of seventy five thousand, which is a hefty. Mm-hmm. I must say that's a hefty goal. It seems a little like way down the road. I don't know how things are produced, but usually you see the larger goal amounts with more tech and more heavy things. So um, this is interesting, but I but I would say this is this is certainly a back for me. I love the idea. I think it's unique, and um, I like the idea of just keeping track of what's moving, what's going yeah. on. And if you're wondering, they just barely launched t- today. <laughs> so, okay, so they're going to so, do so, fine. So they're, they're doing fine, and um, the funny thing is I love it is their, their first update – Video temporary unavailable. We have been told that video cannot be viewed on Tuesday, two twenty eight, because the Amazon web servers on the east coast of the U.S. are having problems. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, we live in 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 Amazon's walled garden. Let's think about that. Yes. Um, but so yeah, I I love it. It's such a simple, elegant idea. The only drawback I have with it is since it only lasts three years. The battery is not user replaceable, so you will have to buy a new one in three years. This is a long time. Yeah. Whatever you're playing with yeah. and tracking its movement will be you'll you'll have a good idea of what's going on in three years. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I I love it. It is back for me. It is just elegant, smooth, and quick to go. Um, and then our sack of the week. Which one did we actually pick for our sack? Of the yeah, week? it's this right here. New arcade gaming. Very top one, I think, on your list. Oh yes. The, go ahead and give us this theme song, and I'll run you through why it's a sack. <laughs> All right. It is the sack of the week. This right here is the new arcade gaming. Uh, has I think that's a Zelda logo, yeah? Yes, that's that's what caught my eye originally, because I'm like, ooh, right? Zelda logo. I want to see what's Neat. going on. So then here's the subtitle. Looking to tap into a gaming market, which has been around for decades, but very underutilized in most areas of the country. I don't think you knew about the arcade bust in the... Early nineties, <laughs> I guess not. I still, I've read the little blurbs that he has on about this project, and I still don't know what he's trying to do. Uh, he says there's a new style arcade for the next generation, offering old, current, new games for everyone to play at friendly all day price. Because let's face it, games are only going to increase in price. Wouldn't it be nice to play many different games for a fraction of the price without being disappointing that you made a bad investment on your own game and then try and turn around and sell it back for a fraction of the cost? Like he's kind of disenfranchised with the way gaming works yeah, right now. With isn't consoles. this what like Redbox and GameFly is for? Yeah, yeah. Uh, or even just Raspberry Pi. Like if you really want the old style stuff, go make yourself a little Raspberry Pi, and you can play it all day long. Yeah. So I mean, there's a couple problems with the project. One, no video. Um, yeah. Two, I don't know what you're going to actually put into your arcade. No clue. <laughs> 
Like, are like, you going to have the full cabs? If you're going to have the full cabs, are you going to have Galaga? Are you going to have Centipede, Pac-Man? <laughs> you know? Give me a list, right? I, like, I played Excite Bike this week. I played uh, Classic Tetris, Top Speed. Oh, uh, yeah, top I gear. saw that. That was awesome. I played all of those like retro games, like er, original Mario Kart on the on the Super Nintendo, or no, on the on the sixty four. Actually, I played them both. Anyway, it's like that. That's yeah. the list that you need. And yeah. so here's the thing. I think the idea, if it were me trying to surmise like what this thing is, yeah, you could get a whole bunch of cabinets and put Raspberry Pis in them and rebuild all of these like fun games to have that gaming experience of the old current and whatever. I still. But he doesn't say any of that. Yeah, I mean. I... I, I know it's not that hard because I've been researching on building one for years now. I just need time, oh, and they're getting easier. Yeah, time, they're getting money, easier. and space. Um, space is really probably impressed. the biggest problem. What, the one that we saw was uh, I had the guy had a little Raspberry Pi about this much that I played with this weekend. You mm-hmm. pop it on, and it had the Nintendo and uh, like thirty classic games. Yeah. perfect, perfect, yeah. fun games that I just thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah, it, it's great. Um, so that I mean that you know those are the stuff that's missing, but this is. This drives me nuts. So if you are watching the video version, and if you're not, I'll this scroll down hilarious. under the rewards. So you have make a pledge without a reward, which is $10. That's a, that's standard there. The first level pledge is pledge $2,500 or more. You're listed as great pa- backers. You get two free season passes that also include many more savings. Great. <laughs> Limited one left of one. Zero backers. January 2018. The second one... Pledge $2,500 or more. Great backers. Two free season passes. This also includes many more savings. Limited one of one. And that goes on for, I don't even know. It just You just keep scrolling and they're still there. Ten. There are ten of them. <laughs> Why didn't you just them. make it limited out of ten? Instead of just, like, <laughs> it's the exact same thing ten times. Oh, man. Oh, and, did one below that that was good. He has first crazy backer, which yeah. is a lifetime membership for any day that we are open for $10,000. Yeah, there's... You come in, play games all you want. Which, the thing that doesn't make sense is because the one is below it is also called first crazy backer. Oh, um, yeah? It is free lifetime membership for any day we are open, plus two season passes. That also include many more savings. Oh, well, how nice is that? <laughs> so why wouldn't you go for the one below it? So, you know? Uh, wow. And yeah, that's it's, interesting. It's, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's the new arcade gaming. New arcade gaming. Um, that is our sack of the week because, yeah, you want $95,000. Again, I always encourage people to have that dollar entry one just because it says it's a dollar. Love it. Um, 58 days ago. Best I'm, of luck to you. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you're not going to make it, but yeah. <laughs> so that is our. Sack of the week, and unfortunately, that is the end of this episode. Um, if you guys have suggestions or you want to be mentioned on a kick shark or kick shout, Ooh, we should do kick sharks, kick shark. <laughs> whatever that is. That just sounds like fun. I don't know, but yeah, let's the get kick it. Are also let, let's get a three camera set up, another judge on here, and that people pitch to us and be like, <laughs> kick, yeah. shark. kick shark's a great idea. We will today, the winner in the just tank. gets us. To consult for their project. That's good. That's good. Oh, that'd be great. Um, so, yeah, if you, any of the above, you know, we love hearing from you guys. Shoot us an email, kickcast at ktdata.net, or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash kickcast, or on Twitter, which is my preferred social media platform of choice, um, at night 20 for that beautiful man over there. You may want to ask him, how can I 
live up to the husband. How can of the I year. be the husband of the year? Yeah. I can give you some tips at school. I got this. <laughs> um, I wrote at, a book, a little ebook. Yeah, at no. KT Data. If you want to remind me to clean out my fridge once in a while, or at Kickcast <laughs> for any show related items. <laughs> um, of course, we always encourage you to watch live. We do this live on Twitch and on Facebook, and you know, um, you can find that at uh, live.kickcast.net or on Twitch twitch.tv forward slash KT data or on our Facebook page. Um, and of course past episodes and stuff, kickcast.net. Our next episode live will be March 14th, 2017. Ooh. Is that St. Patrick's day? I don't know. Yeah, well, it's, it's a couple of days after that, but it's in that zone. Yeah. yeah. Somewhere. I just know I need to get my buddy a gift because his birthday is on St. Patrick's day. Ah, big green. <laughs> um, Drew, you got anything to plug before we go? Uh, I'll do a quick shout-out plug for, if you remember, many. Uh, we've been doing this show for a long time, but a while ago, I spent my time at White Cloud's 3D printing company. Yes? Remember those days? Yep. yep. We're in the process of making yet another crowd uh, funder, crowdfunding uh, project, but this time uh, we're putting it on WeFunder, Ooh. which is the one uh, outlet, the one platform where you can – um, you know, you can you can invest and actually buy percentage parts of the company. So Ooh, I don't know all the so, details so, quite yet. I, so you'll have yeah. like a firsthand experience on how equity crowdfunding actually works. Because I yep. mean, that I am I don't know how any of that works to be honest with you. <laughs> and, and and so I do know a couple of things. I know that like the way that they're setting up, uh, you can set like a minimum uh, investment price of hundred dollars, hundred dollars, or five hundred dollars, a thousand, whatever they decide to set. I don't know their numbers, but it's a really interesting idea that then when it goes into the cap table of of the company, all of the backers are combined into a single entity, and and that entity gets that piece of the pie of you know of the actual like investment of the company and when it comes to any sort of you know stocks or other things they're managed outside of the cap table but for like an investor coming in they aren't going to see 150 different investors you know little mini micro investors they see one one line item that says here's oh, our we fund so that's, that's, that's one interesting thing that's pretty cool i'm i'm excited to kind of see that journey and what you can gain from that that side of the world because i mean that that's the new hotness a, right for 2017 yeah, it's a and it's a different, uh, a slightly different audience than you'll find on Kickstarter or Indiegogo. They're not they're not the consumer style people. These are folks that are looking to invest and know a little bit more about their their projects. So you have to kind of sell them on a lot different data points. Anyway, I'm excited to follow it too. But uh, I'm mainly just playing with the video side of things for this project. So I'll let you know when it's live and hot and ready. Oh, that's awesome! Um, of course, guys, thank you so much for watching, and we'll see you in two weeks. Bye bye.